0: Can I just ask, shut Shut up Evan, Evan. I'm curious, could you shut up Evan, one thing I was thinking about, shut up Evan, so there are some rumors out there, Evan shut Shut up, up. is it okay if I just ask, Shut shut up Evan, okay but can I just, shut up Evan, I didn't even say anything, on today's very special episode of shut up Evan, we are switching things up, I mean that's what one does the week of the Met Gala, they elevate, or at least they try to. So that's what we're doing here today. In partnership with Gucci, I'm presenting interviews with not one, but four stylists whose work was seen at the Met Gala. All four have been named among Hollywood's most powerful stylists, according to The Hollywood Reporter, whose annual list is considered the Bible. First up is Kate Young, who styled the perennially fabulous Dakota Johnson. Then we'll chat with Elizabeth Stewart, who styled Academy Award-winning goddess Jessica Chastain. Last, but certainly not least, the powerhouse duo Wayman Bannerman and Micah McDonald, or as they're collectively known, Wayman and Micah, who styled the ultra-glamorous Jody Turner-Smith. We'll chat with each of them about what they love most about the Met Gala, how the creative process plays out, and why they each knew Gucci was the right fit for this year's Gilded Glamour-themed affair. Okay, we are here with the delightful and mega talented Kate Young. Um, Many, many celebrities go to Kate uh, to look their most fabulous, but we're here today to talk about a celebrity that I just absolutely love, the fabulous Dakota Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I wanna start by asking how did, how did you and Dakota first meet, and how did this collaboration come about? Because you two have been working together for a while now.
1: We first met because she had filmed Fifty Shades, and there was a long spell before it came out, um, like a year. So she knew that her life was going to change in a year, and that she needed a stylist and to sort of plan for it. And um, one of her best friends had been my intern, and she was also really close with Karen Nelson, who I'm super good friends with. Um and she was asking her friends who she should work with and they both said me. So we had a tea. And that was it. We've kind of been together ever since. And the first thing we did was actually the Met ball.
0: Oh wow. So this is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. What is it that you love most about the Met Gala?
1: That it's in New York, because I live here. So most other award shows I'm in a hotel and um I'm away from my studio. So I end up having to sort of recreate a studio and bring everybody out and nobody's in their home space and there's like not as much ease. I know the city like the back of my hand and I can fix any emergency here. And I'm sleeping in my own bed.
0: I was gonna say, just being able to leave a fitting and go home or or leave whatever you have to do and come home, I feel like that makes a a world of difference. It's,
1: It's a game changer. It's my favorite thing about it.
0: How does it compare? What makes this event different than the myriad other projects and things that you work on?
1: On a really practical level, most of the time people are going with a designer as a guest of a designer. So I'm not pulling racks of dresses. You know, they're there to sort of express the designer's vision. So I have a little less maybe control than than I usually do. <laughs> 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 um, um, and I think that it exists outside of a press tour or a junket or anything like that, an awards run. So they can do something different if right. they want. Because I like to have sort of a narrative arc to to a press tour or an awards season. And I like everything to kind of look good together. I think it's like old magazine background makes me want it to always have a narrative. And this can kind of exist on its own. It
0: doesn't have that same sort of like business as usual feel to it because, again, like you said, they're not promoting anything.
1: Yeah, they're not allowed to bring their people either.
0: You know, I was thinking about that because I'm I'm going to be on the carpet doing interviews and I was thinking this is the rare occasion when I can kind of ask anything, and don't get don't get me wrong, I will be mindful and I, <laughs> I will mind my P's and Q's, but it is a rare instance in which they're alone. They don't have a team with them. They often leave the hotel and get in the car and it's bye-bye. And that's unique, and especially in this day and age. Um,
1: but I think that makes it exciting. I think it makes it exciting for us. I uh, think sorry. it makes it hard for them. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they're really uncomfortable a lot of the time. That's true. Well, I, I, I will be
0: minding my manners. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the preparation process for the mat uh you know how long does this take
1: with a designer like gucci i guess i probably saw sketches three weeks ago i make changes sometimes but with gucci i rarely make changes we just i send them to dakota and say what do you like this is what i like this is why Maybe we could use the color from the first sketch on the third dress. You know, like, I don't think it's useful to talk to designers in a way um, uh, that's, like, pushy. That's, like, my agenda. I like to talk to them in their own language. So to say, like, this other color you suggested or this other color from the show or this detail from this other dress you did, could this be added to this? You know, so there'll sometimes be slight changes, and then uh, with Dakota, we just had the first fitting Monday, Sunday, maybe Sunday. I don't know what day of the week it is right now. <laughs> all
0: you need to know is that Monday night is coming up. That, that, that's all you need to know at this point. What was your initial reaction when you found out about this year's theme?
1: I think I read Opulent Glamour or Gilded Glamour or whatever on Vogue.com, like when everybody else did and was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I love the idea of opulence right now and and gilded glamour, anything kind of fantastic because we need it. The world is so crazy right now and so depressing and we've all been in our houses. Like, Don't you just want to look at pictures of beautiful things and imagine your life is beautiful? And yeah, like, of course, this is frivolous. And like, there's so many uh, deep, important things to be thinking about. But like, you need a little relief from that sometimes. And um, like... I'm thrilled it's not a drab theme or some, like, high-concept intellectual theme. Like, I just want to look at, like, gorgeous people doing crazy sparkly
0: Very, very well said. I I could not be more aligned with you. So you go on Vogue.com, you find out the theme, (laughs) Skilled and Glamour, you meet with Dakota, and what
1: conversations were being had? We've kind of been on this roll with Gucci. We've kind of found, like, a nice niche thing, you know, like... The thing about Dakota is that, um, you know, she's very clever. She has a really good production company. She's, like, hardworking. And in the daytime, she very much likes to look like girl next door, tomboy suit. But, like, she'll go for it. And I think that it really suits her, the sparkly naked, crazy feather over-the-topness. So, you know, we were already there. Like, whatever the theme was going to be, she was going to do that anyway.
0: (laughs) Both in her acting and in her fashion, I feel like that's a through line is she goes for it. I think that's why fans respond to her the way they do, because they expect the unexpected with her, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the week leading up to the Met Gala. What are are these days like?
1: Um, So this week, at the beginning of the week, we were trying on the the finished dresses, but you know, we make changes to them. I mean, they have to be fit. Things can be changed because there's time. Um... And, you know, sometimes a dress doesn't work and we have to figure out another dress. Mm -hmm. And then shoes, jewelry, hair makeup.
0: Yeah. How much of that is a conversation? Because it's like, as you're sort of saying, there's all these different mechanisms that all come together to make up the look.
1: You know, it depends on the client. Like some clients really want to chat about it and some clients don't want to chat about it at all. Um, And then there are the text chains with the hair and makeup and... You know, it's kind of my job to be the moderator a little bit. Like sometimes, hair and makeup will have an idea based on the dress, and the celebrity doesn't like it. But they don't—they don't necessarily want to upset their team. And it's my job to kind of be like, "No." Um, so that's a little bit difficult sometimes because, uh, like, hair and makeup teams—they're—they're—they're they're, they're my team. So it's a—it's like a complex thing to to navigate. But I don't know. This year has been pretty. Be easy. That part has been great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about the night of the Met Gala, or really rather the day of the Met Gala. What is that day like for you?
1: Well, I'm going this year. I I don't always go, but when I go, the day gets very complicated. Um, So I get my hair and makeup done at like, I think 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. And I'll go... From client to client, I I like to go when hair and makeup starts and have them try on the dress first just to make sure everything is perfect and also so hair and makeup can see it on in person before it starts. And we kind of like chat, maybe have a coffee or eat or, you know, you know all get started together and then make sure everything's fine and then I go to the next person Um And, you know, if they're all in the same hotel, I can kind of rotate, bop between the whole time. But um, if I'm going, it gets a little more complex. So I'll see everyone and then end up with Dakota and get dressed really fast and then have my hair and makeup fixed.
0: I was going to say 10 a.m. It's like you're that's the beginning of a long day.
1: Last time I went, my hair and makeup was done in 10 minutes. And, you know, I get in trouble because I get there late and the late arrivals are like Madonna (laughs) and like me. (laughs) Um, I got in a lot of trouble last time for arriving like an hour and a half after my scheduled arrival time. And I was like, I'm working.
0: (laughs) You've got a job to do. (laughs) You're (laughs) not not arriving late by choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that there's like this little tunnel that goes to the red carpet where everybody stands to get called to go up and... I mean, I'm not even kidding. I have pictures. I was, like, taking pictures behind me. It was, like, Lady Gaga in front, Madonna in the middle. And walking up the stairs, I was, like, trapped between them, trying to make myself really small so that, like, I wouldn't be in the background. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. It's funny. Everyone talks about, you know, those, I I believe it's 82 or 84 stairs, but no, it's like it all goes down in the tunnel. It's like a yeah. tunnel is like <laughs> where you see everyone because they're not picture perfect at that point. They're fluffing and prepping and steaming and all of the things. So it's like you really have access to like them before the cameras go up when they're their, their most natural selves. It's it's a it's an exciting place to be. Where are
1: you gonna be, do you know?
0: I'm going to be at the top of the steps, thankfully. because yeah. I, I get nervous about being on the bottom just because I know people how, can
1: walk by you because they're mean, nervous.
0: I've been in that position before where they've walked on by, so I am very grateful to have prime placement. And I'm wondering, can you describe Dakota's look for the night?
1: Um it's sorta of David Bowie. Um it's like a like a spangly cat suit. It's like silver spangly catsuit. That's it. That's all there is. <laughs> what more do you need? I love that. The truth is this was the underpinning to the dress. And I I don't think she's going to wear the dress. I think she's going to wear the catsuit.
0: As we were saying before, it's like she goes for it. That to me is going for it.
1: When I saw the sketch, I was like, is that a catsuit att- attached to the dress? Because I think... There's a chance, like, even if she does wear the dress for the after party, she'll just wear the catsuit. So I, like, we knew from the beginning that it was going to be two separate pieces in case she wanted to wear the catsuit.
0: As you mentioned, Dakota and Gucci have this run, as you described it, you know, you have a good thing going, and so you stick with it. What is it about this this pairing that feels so synergistic?
1: I mean, I love Gucci. It's so fun to work with this brand, like you know, the dresses are phenomenal and the suits are phenomenal. And then just like the streetwear items are really good. So it's a really bra- easy brand to work with. And I think what, what's super interesting about it is that like kind of the whole array of, of styles of women are there. You can dress like the most crazy, uh, you know, like my friend Kate Laban wears it. She's like a insane indie rock girl, um, and with Dakota, I think she kind of has, we discussed it a little before, that dichotomy. She has this sort of girl next door, quite serious Sue like clever thing. But then she's a disco ball at night. And the brand has, you know, that's so much what the brand is about. And I think there's a really nice synergy there.
0: Yeah, A disco ball at night, that's, yeah, that is Dakota Johnson, without question. And in this situation, you have a a brand in which you have a relationship with multiple people within the brand. How does that sort of trust, how does that inform the relationship?
1: Well, it makes things a lot easier. Like, I know what I'm going to get. It's really hard to make a dress. Like, I think people forget that this this is architecture, you know, and things don't always work properly. And changing the construction is also, like... Complex, so um, you know, it 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 works with Gucci. Like I don't need to worry about any of the finer details ever. Which is a nice position to be in.
0: (laughs) What are you doing Tuesday morning? You know, I mean, when it's all said and done, are you at a place where you can relax, or does the I I have a
1: can fitting? Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) you go right right to the next thing. You know, do you think you're going to feel a sense of relief? I, I feel a big relief at the end of the Oscars because that's an awards season closer. And and there's so much, so much that the Oscars symbolizes the end of. Um, but Met Gala, no. You know, like, it's fun to look at pictures.
0: Before I let you go, just sort of dreamscaping here for a moment, if you were to come up with what you would enjoy as a theme for next year's Met Gala, say it's say it's put in your hands... Does anything come to mind? If the answer is no, so be it. But just putting it out there, if you had full control.
1: I mean Gucci. We're sitting here. There hasn't been a Gucci show, has there?
0: All right, 2023. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. I, I hope you enjoy your Monday night and your late your Monday day, your Monday night, your Tuesday morning, and all of the things you have going on. And I thank you for making the time. Thanks. We are here with the great Elizabeth Stewart on a particularly busy weekend um, of what I imagine is a busy month of a busy life. How are you feeling outside of tired?
2: It's actually really fun. Everything's back. I've never had so many clients have so much going on at one time, and it's, it's exciting and fun. I mean, it's made me physically tired, but... I'm going to I'm going to roll with it.
0: Let's talk about the Met Gala, which is obviously here. We just got one six months ago, but this one feels like a return to form in that it's finally back to the first Monday in May where it belongs. What do you love most about the Met Gala?
2: Oh, God, there's so much I love about it. But I think what I love the most about it is, uh, let's say, two things. One, it's very much our own. For fashion people, we're usually dressing people for the Oscars, a lot of film things, film festivals. And this is this is our very own, which is amazing. And the other thing I love about it is it has a sense of place, which I think is really important now with all these like corporate backdrops. Um, at you know, different events. You might as well be in your backyard with a backdrop. It drives me crazy. And the Met Ball has the stairs. It's at the Met. It's where it should be. You know, it's for the Met and it's at the Met. And it's just uh, for that and many other reasons, It's really, really special.
0: And as you're sort of hinting at, there's something about the Met Gala red carpet. It's just different. What you know, from your perspective, distinguishes the Met Gala from events like the Oscars, which are also huge fashion moments.
2: I mean, a lot distinguishes it. Because at the Oscars, you are dressing for that sense of place. And there's there's some restraint and elegance and a sense of history. And at the Met Gala, it's, you know, it's sort of for us, by us. So creativity is rewarded more than anywhere. And it's just, uh, anything goes almost sounds too simple, but it it really is very much that and it just makes it really, really fun. Um, And there is a theme, fashion people love a theme, and (laughs) the great thing about it is that you can either go with the theme or ignore the theme, which is also very, very in the DNA of fashion, just to not do the theme.
0: It's funny you mention that because sometimes I feel like people will write the next day after the Met Gala, so-and-so celebrity didn't adhere to the theme, thinking that it was some sort of ignorance or a mistake when, as you're pointing out, there can be a consciousness around that and just saying, F the theme, I'm doing what I want.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's like if you're a fashion person, you sort of grew up rebelling and being different. So
0: we know this event to happen Monday at 5 p.m., but you know this event to have a much longer runway prior to takeoff. When does the preparation for the Met Gala begin?
2: This was a particularly fun theme because there's a lot of different ways to interpret it, and it's sort of simple to interpret in a way, um, and people are interpreting it in many different ways. So I think it starts by talking. I remember talking with one designer about a very literal interpretation, a gilded dress, which is just to me, like absolute perfection and one beautiful and simple way to interpret the theme. And then I remember talking to somebody else about the actual Gilded Age and how it was an age of innovation and of age of cultural revolution. And that's obviously an incredible way to interpret the theme, even if you get into specific things, like it's when electricity became really widespread and you can sort of see one designer taking that and just I don't know, a light bulb or whatever. There's just a million different ways to interpret that. And then with Jessica, who is going with Gucci and Alessandro, which is very exciting, we started talking about it around the Oscars, which was perfect because she'd already developed a real sense of trust with the Gucci team, as did I. And the great thing about the Jessica-Gucci pairing is it dovetails really well with a theme in that she is the quintessential American story She's American, she's married to an Italian, her children are multicultural, and um, that's my story. My, mo- my mother's from Spain, my- she married an American, I'm as American as can be, but also with these deep roots in Europe, and I think it's, uh, they, just the two of them existing is the theme.
0: You mentioned that trust in Gucci that a client like Jessica has, how does that make a difference in terms of the client's confidence in going down a runway or walking up the steps of the Met Gala?
2: The trust is incredibly important. She's very, very busy. She's a producer. She's a mom. She's shooting a movie right now. And I think after the Oscars, she realized she could just leave herself in Alessandro's hands. And he understood her really, really well, which we discovered right away at our, at our first fitting together for the Oscars. It's like, wow, he really gets her. It just has made the Met Ball process Very, very simple and comfortable.
0: And listen, I know we're talking about the Met Gala today, but those Oscar dresses deserve a moment to just be celebrated because they were absolutely divine. So you have these fabulous Gucci moments at the Oscars, and then you have the Met Gala a few months later. What kind of conversations were you having with Jessica adhering to the theme or potentially not adhering to the theme? Um, But what sort of conversations were you having about the approach?
2: I think the conversations were, how do we celebrate? I mean, because the other part of the theme is it's the second part of celebrating American design. Um, And so how do we approach that with an Italian designer? And I think it's, as I've said, um, she's the quintessential American story. And what else? It's really just, there's something about working with someone like Alessandra where you want to hold back and wait and I think that's a big part of my job. I, I've often compared to being a stylist, being a stylist to um, being an art dealer. I don't create, I don't do it, but I edit it and see it really well. And a lot of times when you're working with the right people, you just need to sort of hold back and wait and see what they do.
0: Mm, I've never heard it articulated that way, but that's so true. Now that you say it, it's like a light bulb in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are there any details you can tell us about Jessica's dress?
2: We have two very different looks. Um, one that I strongly favor. It's going to be up to Jessica, ultimately. The one that I love, it's a twist on a very American, iconic style, I think, um, but brings in elements of her background that I've mentioned before. Uh, Europe, America, history, glamour. It has all those things. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see it on the carpet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You say it's her decision. At what point does the decision have to be made?
2: She's quite decisive. I mean, we prefer to make it beforehand. I mean, to me, the best analogy for preparing for something like the Met Ball is you prepare for it like a military operation. You get everything in place, like absolutely everything. And then once you do that, you can make any changes you want. Uh, it just You just have to have a plan A, like solidly in place. And so that's where we are. And then I let spontaneity happen within that dictate.
0: I feel like spontaneity is an important ingredient in sort of allowing what will be to be. Um, what do you love most about working with Gucci? Are there things outside of trust that make this partnership gel in such a particular way?
2: Working with Gucci, um, there's always a surprise and there's always a laugh. I'm always like, what? Ha ha ha. That is so brilliant. How do you think of that? And I love that. What
0: are you doing on the night of the Met Gala? How keyed in are you to the night of and the response to to the dress?
2: I love to see the comments, and I think, I think the interest in what I do is a huge part of my power, so I really respect it. And I also have um, high self-esteem, so it doesn't affect me. And I tend to agree with the people who love it and disagree with the people <laughs> who don't. That said... Um, I've been doing this a long time, so I don't really need the feedback. So my plans for the Met Gala um, is different than years past. First of all, when I started, I was an editor at Women's Wear Daily, and we were invited all the time. The tables were a much bigger mix. Now it's sort of solid celebrity, and even celebrities have trouble bringing their plus ones. It's a very funny thing, but I would always go myself. So I've been many times, and now I no longer go. Um, but I don't want to, and I don't even really want to go to the after parties, to be honest. I am, I'll tell you what I'm doing this time. I'm meeting a bunch of my girlfriends. I used to live in New York. I used to work at Women's Wear Daily, and in my 20s, there's a girl group, and I'm still friends with them, and we're all going to have dinner. And we probably won't talk about the Met Ball. That's pretty fabulous.
0: (laughs) You know, you mentioned the fact that it used to be a very different event. The pomp and circumstance has always been there. But you go back sometimes and look at, you know, images from past galas, and it just seems downright informal at times. There are looks that you see. I mean, there were jeans on the Met Gala, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, As someone that's been there multiple times, how would you say the event itself has changed?
2: It's turned into much more of a spectacle, and I think um, when I started going, there was no social media. It was just a different world. I mean, you saw things in the Women's Wear Daily I page, and you know the magazines and things like that. So, it's just become much more of a spectacle, and it's harder to make an impact now with social media. And I think it's particularly hard to distinguish. And one of the reasons I love the Met Ball, as I've already said, is that there's a sense of place, because. On social, A lot of people get everything from, it, from social media, right? All their information. So everything is a little square. And it could be a photograph in their bathroom or the Met Ball. You're seeing it on a little square. So you need to project a lot with that image. And that's why I love the sense of place and the carpet and where it is. It has to be bigger and better and more crazy because there's just so much more out there and so many people are being dressed. I'm
0: going to put you on the spot here, but if, if you were to pick sort of your ideal theme for the next Met Gala, does
2: anything come to mind for you? I want to say something meta, like dress your emotion. I don't know, something that would be interpreted in a lot. I mean, everything's always interpreted in a lot of different ways, but but something like that...
0: We'll go with that. Okay, so before we wrap up, you've crossed a hurdle on Tuesday morning and a significant one. What are you doing on Tuesday morning?
2: Tuesday morning, I have I have a can fitting. <laughs> I have a can fitting. Julia Roberts is going to can. She's in New York shooting a movie. I'm here. I live in LA now, so I'm here. So we're going to take advantage of that.
0: What about sleep? Is sleep in the game plan somewhere?
2: Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm really, really, really trying. I have a lot of um, different methods.
0: Sleeping, standing up, is that one of them? (laughs) (laughs) You have to develop that? Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. I look forward to a 2023 meta-themed Met Gala. I think that is a great idea. I think we can play around with that concept and certainly present it and and make that happen. Um, Any final words?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love your shirt. (laughs) Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. It's Gucci. We are here with the incredibly iconic Wayman and Micah to chat about the Met Gala today. Uh, I'm delighted to have you both here. Thank you so much. Let me start by asking, what is it that you both love most about the Met Gala?
3: Wow. Well, first, thank you for having us. Uh, It's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, I think what I love most and I think what we kind of both love most is the uh the exuberant glamour of it all the drama the antics the rush um the over the top you know we love to build the look we love storyboard telling so I think this is like where we get to really play with our you know our candy jewels
4: yeah it's it's exciting and I think even chronologically it's a lot of fun because it comes a few months, or regularly, about a few months after award season. And you're seeing all the, in award season you're so enthralled in all these sketches and all these creative ideas, but you're like, yeah I can't really send her in a feathered headdress to the SAG Awards. Right. So put a pin in that. And I think it just it, it lets that imagination run wild. Um, it's 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 such camaraderie in the fashion community. It's it's really nice uh, creative exercise. So the Met is always, it keeps you agile. It Keeps anything that you were dreaming that maybe had to be subdued by mundane things like reality. (laughs) 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 Who needs that? Anything else getting in (laughs) our way?
0: I was going to ask how this carpet compares to other carpets, how it's different. But you kind of just stated that, which is that this sort of lack of limitations.
3: We really get to play and have fun and uh, live our wildest dreams. And then our clients are usually game for it. They come to us with ideas as well. So that's always great. And it's just a fun time for us.
0: So talk to me about the preparation period for the Met Gala. As you mentioned, award season ended a little while back. And how much runway do you need before takeoff in order to get this look into onto the carpet?
3: We would love to have as much time as possible, <laughs> but that's
4: never the case. <laughs> <laughs> never the desire to out.
3: Wow. But so we usually start with, you know, understanding the theme. You know, we get the theme first of the Met Gala. And you just, Mike and I usually kind of debrief, understand the theme. What is our interpretation of it? And then uh, as we have clients confirm, we have a discussion with them about their interpretation of the theme. What are they moved by within the theme and what speaks to them in the theme? And then we just have a powwow. We build out storyboards, mood boards. We have conversations and text chains go back and forth. And we really just try to make sure that, you know, something that's personal to them is exuded in their look
4: for sure I like I mean we love the idea of the theme we like to take it on more of a cerebral space never want to be too on the nose but really want to have just very thoughtful nods to the theme that still feel like if you looked at our clients looks over the, the span of a year, you would obviously realize okay, that's obviously the Met Gala. However, it is an extension of who that human is.
0: I mean, this is why clients come to Waitman and Micah for this thoughtfulness. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely.
2: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Now, tell me when you found out this year's theme, this gilded glamour, what was your initial reaction?
4: Uh, opulence. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, exaggerated shapes. Uh, my clients do call me a bit of a masochist. More is more. So <laughs> he, loves, <laughs> he loves. He loves. He loves <laughs> a big
3: ring. He loves an ornate. Piece. He loves a feather. He loves a shoulder. He loves a, a, a chorus mm. mm. thing. <laughs> Let's get so that waist down for, for the 20 theme. to 17 inches,
4: shall we? It's <laughs> so uh,
3: basically it's Micah's theme. It's,
4: <laughs> I mean, I was in a fitting the, uh, um a couple weeks ago with obviously my idol, um, Donatella, and She was taking people through who is now my good friend. We have lunch. We have a light sushi dinner after this. We um she was taking people through breathing techniques. And she's just like, honestly, just breathe a lot in the morning and then by the time you put this dress on you know you're full of oxygen so i just really i I really believe that like like we'll fact check it but i believe it's science
0: no that's scientific Uh, yeah i'm sure that makes so much sense what sort of conversations did you both have with jody in the lead-up in terms of you know what she was wanting what you both were wanting thinking about the theme what what sort of conversations were being had
3: what we love about the conversations that we have with Jody and how it involves Gucci is that she's a creative in herself and Gucci's such a creative powerhouse as well. So it's like creative of the minds coming together. So it's like uh, we love that Alessandro has a really distinct creative division, creative vision that kind of explores, you know vast amount of opportunities to create a look, and Jodi, she just comes from this outer space world where she's just so, you know, statuesque and stunning, and she likes to play and have fun like we do in our fittings, and I think, like, it's the pairing of Gucci, Jodi, and Wayman and Micah coming all together to create something so special that really speaks to what we're going to create.
4: I couldn't agree more. Jodi is just the best. She is, she's like the perfect trifecta of intelligent, gorgeous, and daring, so if she takes a risk, it's such a smart risk that has there's been such a a, a a myriad of thought put into that risk that it feels it feels like clockwork to her, only because it's been thought about so much. And I think that's why I love working with her.
0: It seems effortless, but as you both know, there's there's great effort behind <laughs> there's the, the
4: scenes. Effort. Yes. Great effort behind yes. <laughs> yes. lots of
3: effort and effortless. <laughs> but we love that. You know, we love that all of the effort that's put in has been very meticulous, thought about and streamlined and you know, intricately executed. So we love that. And we love the response that we get every time.
0: What do you two love most about working with Gucci?
4: Oh gosh I just love them Uh, (laughs) So much Some of the best Some of the best Humans It's like Are you guys sure You work in fashion You're really really kind (laughs) The biggest hearts This isn't a (laughs) nonprofit. I mean the biggest hearts The most beautiful people Um Really purpose driven And um Really aligned With their vision And um the understanding of who they are and where they sit in this space and allow you to dream because they are dreamers. And it's a perfect fit for us, like Wayman said, due to the opulence and me just really trying to push whatever tacky chic boundary marriage can ever happen. <laughs> um, they're just like creative soulmates in that yeah, regard. They,
3: and, and outside of that, you know, they're just like we were saying big hearts, beautiful humans. Like they listen to what we have to say, they listen to our point of view um, as two African American men working as a partnership, as a styling duo, they listen to that. So I think the inclusion is, should be noted in that they value and respect the inclusion.
0: Talk to me about Monday morning. Once she steps out of that limo on that carpet, it's off to the races from there. And so what happens in the lead up to that? What goes on on Monday morning into Monday afternoon?
3: Monday morning, you know, Monday mornings are usually a smooth morning until about 11 (laughs) a.m.
4: you think by now we would learn to stop jinxing ourselves. Like, oh my God, we feel so great. I think this is the one that's smooth and easy, guys. I don't know. This feels like the year. It's never the year. (laughs) It's never that. It's
3: never the year. Get down to 3 to 4 p.m.
4: It's like, well, what happened? What happened? I swear, we started makeup at like 6 a.m. And here we are. And it's not a lash, it's not, where are the shoes? Nothing fits, nothing will say, okay.
3: Yeah. you know. <laughs>
4: So up until
0: 11, everything's good, and yeah, then things oh, sort nice of get breakfast. a little,
3: oh, nice
4: breakfast. What's for breakfast? Right.
3: You it's know, good to have a I good breakfast. A little omelet, probably some whiskey. Have a good coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything just kind of, you know, the rush starts, you know, the energy of the city, the energy of the events that starts to kind of consume everyone and it's a good energy you know and just we're just making sure we are executing and articulating every look and every detail with it so i think and you know the timing sometimes you know the hotels the the elevators (laughs) (laughs) anything could set you back a little bit so you just have to be prepared with a plan b and c
4: new york really loves to new york on met monday yeah like in (laughs) new york loves to be like oh they're all here let's get them (laughs) <laughs> All of the New York forces to be really love to you know, let you know that you're in their city. I
0: love uh day. New York as a verb. I, I'm completely aligned. Sometimes oh. New
4: York, just New York. I have yeah. and I have been in mm. New York. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. As fun as it sounds.
0: Right. <laughs> I wanna hear about Tuesday morning when, when the work is done and I imagine some sense of relief and sort of, you know, having the you know, f- accessing the finish
3: line. Tuesday morning feels so good. And it's not that it's just a relief. It's because we're so happy or we're happy about, you know, the looks that we executed the night before. And we're happy about the response we receive uh, on the looks. And, you know, a, a big thing that's important to us is that we want to know and we make sure we know how our clients feel and to hear the responses of how they feel. Uh, really, you know, warms our hearts because it's about, you know, it's, it's more than a look for us. It's about how you make them feel internally as well. You know, how do you make them feel celebrated and they all feel celebrated, valued and respected and revered. So I think that feeling on a Tuesday morning is like it overtakes us with a pride and joy that we have. And it just it feels really special. And also extremely tired. (laughs) Very
4: tired and hungover. We're two people and we um, try to keep this in the culture of our company with our team. We're big on gratitude. And I think that day after you kind of get a couple of still moments to just really – um, be thankful. Well, I don't, you know, our backstory about how we started together. off our vision boards, that very first vision board we spoke about earlier, the Met Gala was on there. And, um, just to, you know, this being our fourth, fifth, just really just maintaining that sense of gratitude that puts really good mojo on the next one. So Tuesday morning's always nice to take that moment and be like, well, you know what? I'm so thankful to be here.
3: Micah always has a good line to sum it up. I wonder what it is this year though.
4: I don't know. We'll see
0: we'll (laughs) see I'm gonna start printing off (laughs) t-shirts stay very tuned okay so one last question before I let you go say you're handed the decision making next year around the theme of the Met Gala what would you want to see next year's Met Gala themed around
3: my first answer off the top of my head is 90s hip hop.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would love it. I would also love to see how wrong it goes. I was going uh, to say, <laughs> that's leaving a <laughs> lot of room for you. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that would be good. Um, oh my God, I'm stumped. Um, <laughs> Not nah, you, lost for words. Listen, uh, yeah, don't just don't put it in my hands. That's my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then I'm going to have all of the opinions right. about what they confirm the theme. Right. Wait a minute. Why'd they pick this? If I was there, I would have. And then now I can't say that Mike much. Mike is going like, to change the theme midway. Right, so right. So the theme. You know, <laughs> guys, so I woke up. and everybody started working, but the theme is just not, you know, it's not a theme anymore. It's not theming. So it's not the theme, theme, is so not the theme, theme. theme is not theming. New York is New Yorking,
0: but the theme is New not theming. New York New <laughs> York,
4: but the theme's not theming. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could talk to you both all day, but I just want to say, I mean, outside of your your myriad talents, you two are able to handle the back and forth of being a duo in an interview so well. It's so seamless the way you two play off of one another. It just, you two together makes so much sense. And I just love that.
4: Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: (laughs) 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 Thank you both so much. This has truly been a pleasure. I could talk to you all day. Well, there you have it. Interviews with four of the top stylists dressing three of the Met Gala's biggest stars all in Gucci. Until next time, ciao.